Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Via Williams. So we are doing our six personal perspective series. And this one is on E to P, going from entrepreneurial to purposeful. Weird title, super, super cool concept. And the concept is that you see empire builders like us and you see our successes, but you don't always see the principles behind it. You know, it's hard to see it. And and, and the example I always give is that it's kind of like gravity. (laughs) You can't see gravity or air, but you can see and feel its effects, right? I mean, you you can't necessarily see it per se, but but you feel it every second of every day, right? So so there are principles that are fundamental to success in in business and, and aspects of life that we can see and feel, but we don't necessarily, you know, see what they are every day, right? No one shadows us 24-7 except for ourselves. Wherever you go, there you are, right? So uh, going from E to P means, like I said earlier, going from entrepreneurial to purposeful. And we're going to explain what that means in this episode. And I think, Sarah, you do just such an incredible job, like, like we've talked about in other episodes, focusing on strengths and and this this concept of being uh, living in your zone, I would say almost of being entrepreneurial and purposeful, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you're sort of the laws of, of success of many of us are, we're entrepreneurial sort of spirited. We're talented in certain areas. And when we first start building your empire, when you first start in your career, many times you're doing what comes sort of natural to you, um, which are your really God-given strengths, right? Because it's so natural mm-hmm. to you. And that's how you work. And what can happen is you can grow a pretty good size uh, business company without really having much purpose behind it because you're just living on the entrepreneurial spirit. And then eventually you hit that ceiling mm-hmm. where that can only take you so far, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I call E to P? But easy to painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's true. That's so good. Yeah. That's a better way Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So easy are the things that are natural. It's your natural mm-hmm. talent, your natural ability, right? Um, painful is when you have to sort of step out of that and or surround yourself, which is really has been the key for me. Surround yourself by people that have some natural ability that you don't possess, that you can then mm-hmm. break through, break through the ceiling. So yeah, that that's right. The, the best example I have is when I first started in real estate, and you know, a lot of you guys know that we're in real estate, even if you aren't. And I would meet with my branch manager. It was at a different brand than I'm at now every year. And every year I would sit down with her and we would do my business planning for the next year. And I would sit at her desk and, and I would go, well, last year was a fluke. I don't think I'm going to be able to achieve it this year. And every <laughs> single year I would really believe it. And she would be like, Finally, like four or five years in, she's like, if you come into my office one more time and say that, like, I'm going to throttle you. But I was like, but I, I would have this sale. I would have this sale. I, you know, I really don't think I can replicate that again, you know? And, and I really believed it. I just, it felt accidental. And, mm. and what I started noticing was I was kind of doing the same every year. I mean, 
within reason, like I might have kind of slightly better years, kind of slightly better lower years. And by the way, I was in one of the top agents in my whole market, but it was kind of more or less the same. So I moved over to the brand I'm at now and I started learning all these business systems. And one of them was you had to track your numbers. Mm. And and by numbers, it was mm-hmm. like, well, I had to track like how many people I talked to about real estate every day. That that's called a contact. Oh, okay. And I had to track like how many how many people I set an appointment with, how many appointments I went on. An appointment would be in our world. How many you know buyer consultations? How many seller consultations? You know how many uh, agreements or, or or contracts did I sign? And how many houses did I sell? And and what I started noticing is, is that the numbers, the math had been happening all those years. I just wasn't aware of it. The math hadn't really changed. What what I didn't have was a correlation between the, the contacts and the appointments set and the appointments held and, and the houses being sold. So once I had that correlation, then I could go, oh, wait a minute. So now I can create a business mm-hmm. based on numbers. So now I can say, well... If I spend X amount of time talking to X amount of contacts, I can set a certain amount of appointments and then I can now know that I can sell a certain amount of houses. That's E to P. Yeah, that's right. So so yeah. I was just kind of floating in and out, hitting my ceiling just by getting purposeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was painful, Wendy, just by getting painful, <laughs> for sure. by the way. For you know, sure. I, I doubled my business. Um, it, it got me into a very prestigious group within Keller Williams. I remember I, I came to Keller Williams and I, I had done 9 million in volume the year I got there. And one year of doing this, I, I got to 25 million in volume. And it was just, this was just me and, a, and an assistant um, at the time, uh, ju- just getting purposeful. That That's mm-hmm. what E2P looks like from, yeah. that's almost triple triple business in, in a year. And so that's one real world example of what yeah. E2P looks like. Yeah. Well, and I love that because that's exactly what we're going to focus on today is really then what Via described in a, like a real life example for her. We're going to break that down into five ways in which we can go from E to P and you any in any part of your business or your life. And so those five things that we're going to break down are the first one is we're going to fo- work on focus. Then number two, we're going to talk about creating strategies and actions. Number three, we're going to follow the model. Number four, we're going to create systems. And then number five, the most important one, we're going to be accountable. So let's start with number one, right? Which is focusing on the 20%, which we've already gone over in the 80-20 rule in episode 76, the one right before this. So if you haven't listened to that one, I'm going to tell you to hit pause for a second Go back and listen to 76 really quick, the episode right before this, and then come right back. Because it's so important. We want to start And don't by... go skipping around episodes, if that's you. You need to listen to all the episodes. That's not right. Not pick and choose. Actually, you listen to go them back all. to one. We have a no, list. Just... We know who's skipping around. <laughs> that's right. We know who's skipping around. We're checking it twice. Just saying. <laughs> it's um, our skipping around list. That's our skipping around list. So you can start right by writing down your goals and then asking yourself, the one thing focusing question. And I, I love this question. We use this all the time in our business. I love it so much. I want and, to marry it. And this question is... Wait, right? Wendy did. <laughs> what is... That was ready? good. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such okay. a simple auntie. Oh, oh we're not is. going back. But oh, no. Okay. I'm going to give you the question. That was another episode. It was. You have to go back and listen to 76 to understand that. 
So what is the one thing such by doing that everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? And I literally, like, I have that saved as a note on my phone. I ask that of our team members all the time. We focus on that every morning in our huddle. But if there's one thing that you could do that such by doing that everything becomes easier or unnecessary, you can focus in on what you really need to be doing to accomplish this goal. Yeah, so powerful. And most people never do this. Again, like like we said before, most people wake up, they get into their email, they come home at the end of the day, they... They look at their dog or they look at their spouse and the, their dog looks at them and said, how was your day? What'd you get done today? And you think, gosh, I was so busy, but really, what did I do? What did I accomplish? Yeah. You know? Um, and so definitely understanding the focus is, is number one. But then the number two is creating strategies and actions um, and asking, how can it be done? You know, what's the best way to do this? And I'll give you guys a real life example of this. So when my business was growing, we mainly we were mainly buyers, which a lot of people start out mainly buyers. We really needed to add more sellers to our just to balance out our business. And at that point, my my business was mainly sphere and business by referral. Again, most people start out that way. And I looked around to all the ways of adding listings to to my to my business, and I decided that. I was going to hire an ISA who was going to set um, listing appointments for me for expireds and withdrawns. And an ISA is an inside sales agent. Inside sales agent, yeah. So someone to set appointments. So my inside sales agent and I would get on the phone and call call homes that didn't sell the first time. And honestly, guys, if you've ever made that transition from working only with your sphere to, to basically going on a cold call appointment, it's it's pretty scary. And so I... Ended up going on 11 listing appointments and not getting a single one. Mm-hmm. Appointment after appointment after appointment. But the thing is with that is, is that after every single appointment, I would review the appointment and I would say, okay, what are the strategies? What are the actions? What are the scripts that I need to have in order to get the next one? And of course, I'm a slow learner. So appointment after appointment after appointment. Finally, on the 12th, on the 12th appointment, I got it. And that was because I was able to put into place. That was a, a perfect example of me going from, from E to what I was really comfortable with, right? Mainly the appointments I'd been on before had been with uh, people that I knew. It was very comfortable. That was very easy. And then moving from easy to painful. And uh, any of you that have gone on a lot of expires appointments know it, it can be very painful. It's a very different kind of system. So really understanding that in any facet of your life, I mean, I can't emphasize this enough, in any facet of your life, there are going to be ways that you're going to have to go from E to P if you're going to achieve what you want in this world. You're going to have to go from easy to painful. And so this five-step system that Seychelles is talking about is literally the system that you can use to go from easy to painful in any aspect of your life. Yep. And, and a big part of them is what, number three, what Say said, is really looking at proven models and systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always say one of my best business books is actually the Bible. And in the Bible, it says that there's nothing new under the sun, meaning mm-hmm. it, something else has been created sim- similar to that, right? You have to find it, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, when I was building our business, if, if let's say we were going to go from we wanted to go from 700,000 to a million next year. I would say, who are the people out of a million? 
And I would go target them and, and find and what are the models and systems that they've built or that they're following that I can implement that will get us to the next point. When you find that you're at that ceiling, right? And honestly, guys, like this is all the time. Like the, yes. <laughs> the biggest lie of E2P, honestly, is that you once you break through, like you're survived. You've like arrived. You're, you're yeah. arrived. No. <laughs> well, your new, your ceiling then becomes your floor. Yes. So you talk about is. your ceiling yes. of achievement, right? You're yeah. breaking through your ceiling of yeah. achievement and then your ceiling of achievement now becomes your floor. Yeah. And you, I mean, yeah. you visualize it like stairs. Like, yeah. It's, it's a huge mm-hmm. myth, yeah. I think, of growing and goals and success is that you ever will arrive. You're never going to arrive because when you get there, you're going to have a bigger goal or you're going to see bigger things. And like Via did... I got a shout out. Via did last year for us when we like were having a really tough time in our business. She came and did this mountain analogy for us, which was so cool. Which is like if you're climbing Mount Everest, you don't go from you know base camp one to the summit and you have arrived, right? You go from base camp one to base camp two. When you get to two, the view looks different, and then you go to base camp three, and the view looks different, and the challenges are different. And I think that's such a good analogy from going to E to P is you've never you've never just crested the summit and that's it. You're always going to be climbing to a higher vantage point and getting to a bigger vision. So that floor, that floor, right, is that becomes then easy because you've broken through that. But then Mm -hmm. you reach a new pain and a new thing that you have to do. And the new, so these principles, what I, what I love about EDP and is like these five things you can apply no matter where you are, no matter where you are in your business, you can apply these five things to figure out how to break through um, the next ceiling. Well, and Sarah, what's so cool about it is you can expect it. And Wendy, you can expect the ceilings Mm -hmm. and the floors. And so now we anticipate and we wait for it. We're not devastated or disappointed. We're like, oh, cool. We're at a ceiling. Now what we need to do is we need to go through what are the five things? We, you know, what are the yes. models and this, you know, what are all the things we have to go through? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to find? You know, all the things. And then I need, I can expect that I'm going to go rise up and then I'm going to hit a ceiling and then that's going to be my floor. It's wonderful. I, I mean, yeah. it just, it just kind of makes it all, it takes the I don't know what am I trying to say the manicness out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my words, yeah. but it just it you can expect it, and it's just part of growth, and it makes it more yeah. matter of well, fact. Right? And I love that you're transitioning that right into number four, which is then you have like you realize that there's a model and a system to it, right? It's not that it just like you hit you break through the ceiling, then oh my gosh, it's all new again. It's like no, you understand that there's a rhythm and a model and a system for that. And then you can implement systems all around that, which, yeah, I think you you move to so naturally. I don't. I think that's a superpower of yours um, where you always look for like, how do I turn this into a model and a system um, to break through these? And, you know, when I look at it and we realize others have lived before us, then you go into installing and implementing systems. You go and start time blocking again. You look at your time differently as Sarah gave in an earlier example, Right you want to grow, then your time needs to represent what others around you have their time look like. You need to look at, if you're just starting out, start building checklists, right? If you're at base camp one, what are your systems and your checklists need to look like? And if you are not inspecting what you are expecting, then it's going to be very hard to go do that. So creating some tracking around what your results need to look like and what they're actually doing will help you measure your results to get your systems in place to be able to grow to that next level. Well, I would also say that number four could also be a person. So it's really Mm -hmm. about 
Absolutely. You know, you've got you've got number three, which is like, who's doing it the best way? What are the proven models? Right. You're you know, you know, you've got your focus. You're like, I have this problem. These are the strategies I want to enact. Who's doing it at a high level, right? The model and system. And then I got to put a system into place to make sure that happens. Or sometimes you're hiring a person who's going to be putting that system into place. And that's really the fourth one. And then, of course, the last one is really uh, measure what you do. Okay, so be accountable. Track your numbers, get a coach, get a mentor, have your team hold you accountable. Even if your system is lead generate, even if your system's talking to five people a day, yeah. who's holding you accountable to that, right? What is, what is your system? The, the other piece of advice that I got about E2P that I think is really powerful is that when you're having that feeling of overwhelm, when you're having that feeling of exhaustion or that pit in your stomach, like you want to vomit, that is where you need to go from E to P, right? That's when you need to fit, you need to stop, ask yourself the question, why am I exhausted? Why do I feel this way? What's mm-hmm. going on? Most of us don't stop. You know, we're doers. We just go, go, go until literally yep. we have a heart attack or whatever it is. And then figure out the problem, figure out the strategies, who's doing it at a high level, put the system in place, and then and then have somebody hold you accountable to that. And that's, you know, rinse, lather, repeat, right? Love and the that. easiest example I can give you guys for this is, is when Jay and I first started uh, our very first rental property, the uh, AC system, the air conditioner system blew out one weekend in one of our, in our, in our first rental property. And in and Texas, we, that's bad. Yeah. yeah, but we spent the whole weekend freaking out about it, right? Like, oh my gosh, who do we call? We don't have an AC guy. I don't know what to do. These poor people, they're sweating to death. Can I get somebody in there? What's going on? And then now, you know, this happens all the time. We call the AC guy, take care of it. It's nothing, right? And that, and that is how my, my ceiling became my floor over and over You talked over about again. that on our David Green episode. That's true, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this year I have reached a a massive ceiling on my, it feels massive and almost like a hard, really hard to break through on my leadership lid. And I'm having like just this aha moment. I'm like, why did I not like, it's September and we are doing these five things on leadership, but it took us like a long time to figure out the five things, not to figure out the five things, but right now we're systematizing leadership. Right, mm-hmm. where we have a system. What is the system for how how we lead? What is the system for how we handle? What's the process for how we handle issues? Right, and making sure that everything is systematized because it, it before it was a natural thing. It happened naturally. Yeah. No one was documenting the things. No one was creating it into a system. And so, like it, it's. Anyways, I'm not having an aha moment right now, but it's been a big thing this year for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, we reached this lid. Um, of what we can do now, we've got to then to break through. We've got to follow these five steps to be able to break through. So well, I think it's it's a simple process, but it's not easy. And yeah. you know, if it were yeah. easy, everybody would do it. And so yeah. I love your example on that, Sarah, because you guys are taking the hard part of systemizing leadership and you're putting it into a simple format. That's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard we're to do. Right yeah. now. We're at number four, well, right? So yeah, and and most often we we uh, not most often, but sometimes it. we have to have a massive failure in order for us to kind of wake up and realize this, you know, because we're we're just going Mm -hmm. and going and going. 
And so I think about, uh, you know, for me, uh, my whole team fell apart. And when I think about what happened, um, the, at the core of it was, is I wasn't focused on our lead generation. I really wasn't. I didn't have enough leads to feed all the new agents. I thought if I just hired the agent, agents, it would take care of it itself. And I, I see a lot of people out there doing that. And it's like so funny because we're going through the millionaire real estate agent now and they have the eight gold categories of the millionaire real estate agent. And the number one gold category that you should be tracking is your leads. And I have never tracked leads really until, honestly, Sarah, until you and I became good friends. And you've had a big impact on me in that area. And now I think about that mass, I had to undergo that massive failure. It was such a blind spot for me. Here I am. I'm the wife of the co-author of The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. I read the dumb book 10 times. I never got that. It's the main thing it says. I mean, what's wrong with me, right? We all have blind spots. We all have failures. And, uh, and it took that massive, massive, massive failure for me to say, wow, okay, now is my time. I need to go from E to P. What happened? What's my focus, right? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? What are the strategies and actions I need to implement? Who out there is doing it at a high level? Sarah, you're my model. You're my model. You're, you're, you're the person that I look to out there and we're following your model. And then we're creating systems around it. We're putting a fence around the systems and then I'm having people hold me accountable to it, right? Well, and I can't think of a better a better place to kind of kind of wrap up going from E to P because for so many of us who have heard this so many times, this whatever the concept is, you know, how, breaking through a ceiling of achievement, you know, getting purposeful, going from E to P. If you're you're in our ecosystem, it reminds me of the Heraclitus quote that no man ever steps in the same river twice because mm-hmm. it's not the same river and he's mm-hmm. not the same man or woman so in this case. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we Wendy, you could hear that. I could read something 50 times yeah. and and it, it, the 50th time it hits for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So hopefully for some of you who have heard this before, heard variations of this before, you got that one aha during this episode. I got a huge aha this episode uh, just now listening to Sarah. Yeah. I, I realized, Sarah, that I need to go back and review our leadership framework with all of our new leaders. It just hit me that that... I always feel like I have to repeat and give original, fresh content. And in reality, what I need to do is over and over again, go over our frameworks, actually, because it's never the same river and never the same man. <laughs> so for, for, this, for the leaders mm-hmm. that, that have been with me two and three and four and five years, I need to go over it. And for the new leaders, I need to go over So thank you for that, for that aha. Boy, what a great, great episode. Mm, so so we, yeah. So today we talked about how to go from E to P. Uh, in five ways to do it, right? To number one, to focus. Number two, to create strategies and actions. Number three, follow a model, some kind of a proven model, right? Uh, Find the person who has done it before and R&D, rip off and duplicate. Do not recreate the wheel. Number four, create the systems or as Wendy said, find the person or people. So good. And number five, yep, Mm -hmm. be accountable and create accountability. Before we wrap today, I I want to encourage you guys uh, on something. This is the middle of our six personal perspectives episode uh, series, I should say. Um, I'd like to encourage you guys to to think about letting your teams and uh, groups, it could be um, 
your leadership teams, it could be your real estate teams, it could be your your mom's groups, whoever it is, uh, listen to this as a series together and maybe have some uh, meetings around it and, and listen to it in its entirety. It's a six-week series. Um, we would be happy to potentially, you know, talk to you about that, have discussion groups around it. We want to encourage you guys to, to do that together and to kind of use this as a training mechanism. So please, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, if you haven't shared this with anyone, we would love you to do that, especially with this series. We, we really live by these principles and we think that, that they're, they're incredibly life-changing. So, so I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Hope that's okay, ladies. Of course. Always awesome. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. And we will see you next time for our next six personal perspectives. Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye, guys. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.